genre. Hello and welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie, The Fellowship of the Ring, one minute at a time. I'm Norman Mitchell. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And today we're going to be talking about Minute 173, which starts with Galadriel saying, I give you the light of Erendil, and ends with Legolas smiling. Yay! Because this is the moment. Yeah. This is it. This is when Legolas is like, oh man, Gimli's not so bad. <laughs> Oh, Gimli's a real bro. Yeah. So this the beginning of this minute is still in the theatrical, and the second half of this minute is not. Yes. Uh this is the the beginning of this minute is the only gift giving that's still in the theatrical cut of the movie. Mm-hmm. Because it's really important to Return of the King. Right. Like really important. <laughs> like Shellob doesn't die without this scene. I always forget, well, I guess not always, but I remember the first time I was watching these and I had just read the books and I was like, oh my God, there's going to be like a giant spider fight in the second movie. It's going to be awesome. And then like, it never happens. And I was like, what? <laughs> I know. I remember, I remember doing that same thing. And I was like, wait, was like, why isn't Shell up in this movie? They cut the giant spider fight. And then you go to the third movie and you're like, oh, okay. It like opens with it. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, oh God, we're jumping right in. I really like the glass um, bottle. The file or the vial? Yeah. With a PH, however you say that word. Vial with a PH? I don't know if you say vi- They say vial and file. They say both. They say it both ways. Yeah. And I don't know if you're supposed to just say the word file when it's PH like that or yeah. if it's still pronounced file. No. Oh, okay. Whatever. It's not Elvish. It, like a DH doesn't mean a th sound. <laughs> <laughs> um, file. They're, they're similar but different uh, things. Do they, don't they like mean the same thing? That's what I mean. They're yeah. similar but different. Similar but different? Yeah. There's like nuances. Yeah, it even says in the definition of file, vile. Yeah, so they're very similar. I think it's just depending on Is it the semantics? time period um, and context. Because they're both, you know, small glass bottles usually containing liquid, so. Um, this is the file of light. Yeah, I really like Frodo's gift. I think it's very beautiful. This scene always kind of makes me tear up a little bit. Um, the way that she says, may it be a light for you in dark places when all other lights go out. Mm. Um, and I think it's especially meaningful because she know, like she's been in Frodo's mind and she, and even then she saw what he saw in her mirror. Mm. And so I think that offers another layer of, um, what's going on in his his mind to her. And like you were saying yesterday, this gift is priceless. Yeah. Like, it's basically like the... 
Because the elves worship the stars, basically. Yeah. This one shares its name with Elrond's father. Yeah. Erendil. Um, and I don't know. Like, this is like giving a piece of, like, Elvendom's collective soul, I think. <laughs> Here you go. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like yeah. the light of their most beloved star. That's like like I don't know. Um What are the the what like the pilgrims went to go see um not like the pilgrims at Plymouth Rock, but like the pilgrims that would go um from shrine to shrine. What were they looking at? I I can't remember the word. You know what I mean? Like in Canterbury Tales, they're going to see some, some mystic, artifacts. What's it call it? I don't. I can't remember. I don't remember the term. <laughs> like you know, they always like they claim to have like you know the wrappings of like Jesus Christ or. Oh, oh! What is the name you for know that? What I, mean? I know what you're talking about. I'm trying to remember the name for that. Oh man, it's gonna bother me. <laughs> um, but it's it's like. I don't know. It's like breaking into a temple, stealing the thing that they're guarding and giving it to Frodo. She's like, here, have this. What the hell is that called? I'm going to look it up. Like a, like a religious relic? Yes, a relic. Yes, a relic. That's what That's I'm... the word you're looking for. Yes. Okay. I think there's an even more specific word. Uh, no, relic was the word I was looking for. Mm. Yeah. yeah, a relic. Thank you. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, that's like taking, like, a relic, wrapping it up in a bottle, and it's like, here you go. Don't lose it. Hey, don't lose this. I want that back. No, well, she doesn't say she I wants know. it back. I know. Some elves might, though. They and might be like, I want like, that back. I like that her wording of it. Um, May it be a light for you in dark places when all other lights go out. It's so beautiful and heartfelt, and I think it's especially touching because if we look at the if we look at the the symbolism of the ring as um, mental illness and especially depression, she's literally giving him hope in a bottle. Yeah, this is a this is some medication for your your problem. No, it's not even medication. It's like this is a thing to hold on to in your dark, like, your literal darkest hour. Mm. This is actual, literal hope in a bottle. Right. And of course the irony of this is that it's not Frodo that uses this to find their hope or courage. Right. But in in a way, I mean we're getting so far ahead. Yeah, but we can talk about Return of the King. It's gonna be like three years before we talk <laughs> about it. <laughs> At least. Um... But Sam has frequently, especially in Lothlorien, um, Galadriel addresses Sam, but hope, yet hope remains. Yeah. And she's giving him this, like, distilled hope in a bottle, and it's for Frodo to use when all other lights have gone out. But Sam is not using it for himself. Sam is using it on behalf of Frodo. Yes. So I think that's still tracks yeah yeah i just i don't know 
he is using it on behalf of Frodo. Right. But he's also using it. And in that moment, Sam is so big and courageous and willing to fight because he believes Frodo is dead. Yeah. I mean, the same thing happens in this movie. Yeah. When everyone's like, oh, Frodo, you know, after the, the cave troll. Yeah. And um, in on Weathertop, yeah. Sam is the one who um, calls for Aragorn. Yeah. Because Stroider. Frodo's been hurt. Yeah. Stroider. <laughs> um, and I think that even though Frodo has this now, this this light, it's easier to. It's. I think it's easier to reflect on something, especially if you're like in like a really bad, like depressive funk. Mm. If somebody else brings it to your attention, mm. I don't know. I've always I've always looked at the the light of Arendelle as kind of a clever plot device on Tolkien's part because it's set up as like this is obviously really important and this is for you Frodo yeah this is for you and like it's like really hammered in that this is something for Frodo to use and then when it comes time for it to come back into the story it's not used by Frodo yeah so I've always thought that that was kind of cool about this object in particular that it's a gift to Frodo but ultimately, it's the gift that allows Sam to cement that he's found his courage. Yeah. And it saves Frodo's life, yeah. so it's still a gift for Frodo. Yeah. <laughs> Sam was his light in dark I think, places. I think that just because it's for Frodo, it doesn't need to be used by him. Because it's for him. Like, someone who is struggling isn't going to do anything on their own behalf. Like, I think it takes another person to be like, hey, think about this or think about this. And then it's like, oh, okay, well, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Because I I know when I am in a place like that, I am 100% more willing to believe someone else telling me that it's going to be okay than my own self telling me it's going to be okay. Mm. I don't know if that makes any sense. Yeah. And I think by the time that Sam uses the vial, it's so, the ring is so entwined with Frodo's consciousness that I don't think Frodo trusts himself anymore. So I think it takes this other person, this friend, this, this, um, like, I don't know, this very important person to Frodo to really find his own courage and by doing so inspiring Frodo and giving Frodo what he needs to. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely an interesting thing to kind of track that way. Um, the only point I can see against it is that this moment doesn't really help that, that moment doesn't really help Frodo to come out of the taint of the ring at all. He's still very much corrupted by the ring beyond this point. Right. But, I mean, it's it's like he it saves his life. Yeah, you it does save I mean? his life. Just because he's not completely rid of the ring yet doesn't mean like you know he could have died there. Yeah. He could have died in that cave. Right. Then we'd have a very different story. Sam would have carried the carried the ring to Mordor. Right. And pitched it in. 
Gollum's like, oh, where's the hobbits or baggins? Um, and Sam's like, you get away from me and throws him in. <laughs> with a potato. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know what I mean, though? Like, just because it's, like, I think this this hope, this this star, this light, this the starlight isn't um, a remedy. It's a reminder. And just because Sam uses it to save Frodo's life doesn't mean the corruption of the ring is going to be gone. Yeah. You don't, like, stop somebody from doing something they're going to regret and then all of a sudden they're cured. Right. You know? So I think that still kind of tracks with this whole metaphor. I don't want to use the word allegory. Um, right. <laughs> I think this, Tolkien, this Tolkien's corpse just like turns his head <laughs> somebody said the A word um, I think this still tracks with the symbolism of that because it's not medication it's a it's hope hmm. it's, yeah. I don't think it's intended to it's not intended to, to cleanse him she doesn't say, you know, like, you know, take this every two days and, you know. Well, maybe he should have opened it and drank it. Take a bath. What? <laughs> maybe he just misunderstood. Maybe he was supposed to open it and drink it. Um, I don't. Then he'll be a, then he'll glow forever. Then he's it's like drinking a glow stick. That's terrible. <laughs> Glad you wouldn't have given him something that was going to hurt him. Um, it's the light of a star. Yeah. That's like liquid plasma. Hey, you know. That's like hydrogen gas. It's good for you. <laughs> space dust. <laughs> and even cooler space dust. Quarks and stuff. <laughs> um I don't know. I I to me that's still it still follows because I see it not as like a pill, but instead as like it's like a patronus. Mm. Like this is going to keep the, the bad things at bay, but it's not going to... Sam is Frodo's Patronus. Aw, that's cute. <laughs> but you know what I mean? This this light is going to keep the bad things away, but it's like a, it's like a last resort kind mm. of thing. Like when all other lights go out, that's literally a last resort. Yeah. That's not like you're going <laughs> to... You're gonna shotgun this this liquid star, and then you're gonna be fine. Like when you're at your worst, just drink this. <laughs> it's not like a miracle elixir. It's hope. Maybe it is. Maybe it is a miracle elixir. Maybe Frodo just. Maybe everyone just misunderstands. I I don't. This is a magical cure all. Po- it's a panacea. <laughs> Whatever. Let's talk. I remember about... the word for that halfway through that statement. <laughs> Let's talk about. The other light in the darkness, Galadriel's crazy hair. Galadriel's because crazy we're finally hair. at Galadriel's hair minute. Um, so, I like the first line Gimli says in this 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 moment. Yeah, he says, "I have taken my worst wound at this parting." He's so dramatic. Which, like, he's Gimli, such a drama queen. Right? He was just in Moria and saw. So many of his people, this ancient kingdom, his uncle, this thing, his uncle, this thing so important to him and his culture, defiled and destroyed. Yep. And then he meets Galadriel, and then he leaves her, and he's just like, "I've taken my worst wound. This is so much worse than Moria." 
Gimli is that guy in your poetry class. <laughs> you know exactly what I mean. <laughs> that guy. That guy with a capital T and a capital G. He <laughs> is so dramatic. <laughs> Henceforth I shall call nothing fair unless, unless it be it... your gift to me. Yeah. I like that Legolas is so amused and Gimli is just kind of talking. Um And he's talking to himself. He's not having a conversation with Legolas. No. Yeah, and he's just still mumbling to himself. I feel like that's in keeping though with Gimli. Yeah. Um it doesn't occur to him to have a conversation with Legolas. He just hasn't stopped mumbling since he's like, he's no, just not gonna, nothing. He, stupid you know, all of this feeling, all of this emotion is just going to bubble up and he's just going to talk about it, whether they want to hear about it or not. Right. And I mean, the boat is just him and Legolas. Right. And I like that Legolas is, just lets him talk. Yeah. I mean, granted, we haven't heard Legolas talk much in this what, movie. What was her gift? Yeah. And I I don't know. I I like that he he also like enables Gimli's conversation. He looks John Rhys Davies looks so genuinely wistful. Mm-hmm. He's just like he's just lost in thought. <laughs> And there's there's great significance in this this conversation. Yeah. In this in this gift itself. Legolas knows. Legolas knows because he's an elf. That's why he smiles at the end. Yeah. So Gimli asks for a single hair from Galadriel. Yes. A which single is, hair from her golden head. You know, regardless of how creepy that is, whatever. Um and instead she gives him three. Well, you know, it's the only token you can, like, ask of a person that is, like, easily taken and not, like, really weird. Can I have a fingernail? Okay. That's weird. <laughs> That's, like, serial killer weird. Um, I don't... I just... I've never understood the lock of hair thing. Um, I think it's weird. It's also because hair is a is a thing that doesn't really deteriorate if it's taken care of. I guess, like, I just, like, I have so much hair that I'm, like, sick of it. Like, so I see <laughs> hair on the floor, and I'm just like, ew, get that out of, I don't want to see that. So, like, the idea of someone keeping someone else's hair, like, if I find someone else's hair in my stuff, I'm going to be weirded out and be like, ugh, gross. Not even that. Like, don't even get me started on cat hair either. Like, just hair everywhere. I mean, it's it's a very Victorian era thing, and yeah. even before that. Yeah, I guess I just don't understand the the charm of keeping someone's hair as a token. Well, it's it's because it's the only piece of yourself that you can like give to someone easily that is actually a piece of you. Um, okay, so if you're wearing a long dress, which Galadriel is, just, like, take a little bit of the dress, like, your hem. Just, like, snip a little bit of the hem, give but that's a piece of dress. That's the thing. Like, yeah. hair is a piece of the person. Yeah. It's them actually giving themselves to you. Which is so creepy. But that's the point. It's that they can, they're actually giving themselves to you. Yeah, but, okay... 
that's still really creepy. <laughs> it's creepy when it's like physical, but not creepy when it's symbolic. No, it's still creepy. When someone is, well, I mean, so many gifts are like symbols of giving yourself to someone. Yeah. So like, it's like a promise ring, but it's a piece of my hair. Yeah. No, that's so that's, weird. That's the idea. It's so weird. That's the idea. It's so weird. I'm never going to get on board with it. But anyway, Gimli asks for a piece of her hair. Um, and instead she gives him three. And I never really understood the significance of this before. I was just like, oh, that's weird. And then, um, but the reason that Legolas smiles, um is because once upon a time Galadriel was also asked for a hair um from Feanor also known as like the most powerful elf to ever elf and <laughs> the greatest craftsman um he's the one who made the Silmarils and um did all this crazy stuff most of it is most of the Silmarillion is Feanor just messing stuff up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, he, uh, there's wars over the Silmarils. He causes a bunch of elves to kill other elves. So he's like a crazy, powerful, bad dude. Um, and he is obsessed with Galadriel's hair. He's obsessed with Galadriel. And... He probably it was also that guy in your poetry class. Um, so he was just like probably like making soliloquies about how the beauty of Galadriel outshines the stars and all that nonsense. Um, how she was comparable, how the light that shines in her hair was comparable to the light of the trees of Valinor. Yeah. So he's obsessed with her hair. He asks her for a piece of her hair. She's like, no. And he ignores her and then goes on to ask two more times. So he asks a grand total of three times, and each time she's like, dude, no. Right. And knowing that, Gimli is now... At, and Gimli has no idea. No. He's a dwarf. What use does he have for elven history? So the fact that Gimli is asking Galadriel for a piece of her hair... Um, I think it comes from a very innocent place yeah. and a very, um, like a much purer place. Like he's, I wouldn't say that he's obsessed. I would say that he's infatuated with Galadriel, which is like the difference between being a stalker and having a crush on somebody, you know? Well, you know, to, uh, to quote National Treasure... What's one step below obsessed? <laughs> Passionate. <laughs> oh my god. But, so Galadriel, I think Galadriel sees this. And as a slight to Feanor, she's like, sure. I'll give you my hair. I'll give you three pieces of my hair. Because <laughs> in, uh, in the book, he uh, she asks him, you know, what would you do with it? And he says, I would preserve it in crystal and it would be an heirloom to my house and a symbol of the friendship between the mountain and the wood till the end of days. Mm -hmm. And she's just like, all right, you got it. <laughs> and then she's like, see that, everybody? Dwarves are cool. Yeah, she like does it again. She's just like, awesome. Dwarves are sick. And then she's and then she gives him three so that it's less likely that he will lose it all on the journey. And I like 
I like the understated smile from Legolas. I mean, I always appreciate when Orlando Bloom smiles, but like... <laughs> well, you know, apparently he couldn't kayak, so... Oh, really? Yes. Apparently he tipped over the boat when they were the first time they were in kayak training oh, with no. him and with, uh, with Orlando and John. <laughs> they all kind of, in the, the cast commentary, they're all making fun of him about it. This That's guy's perfect funny. at everything, but he, he just tipped a canoe. That's hilarious, considering he's in those pirate movies. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. But... Yeah, so that's Gimli's gift. I I was really excited to like talk about that. I'm interested to read more about Feanor whenever yeah. we get to more Silmarillion. And we're doing Silmarillion for our next weekend edition, right? I think so. Sweet. I believe we are. Awesome. Awesome. And awesome. then, I don't know about the one after that. Free space or movies? Free space. I don't know. Free space. <laughs> so, I think that that's all my notes. Yeah. That's uh, all I got, too, I think. So, if you are interested in other Movies by Minute podcasts, you can check out also on Dueling Genre, Back to the Future Minute, Harry Potter Minute, and our newest arrival, Spider-Man Minute. Yeah. Which is pretty pretty sweet. They're going strong. Yeah, it's um, Scott and our previous uh, guest, Zach Luna, um, and they nerd out about Spider-Man. I haven't seen that Spider-Man movie since I was in high school, so I need to rewatch that. Mm. But <laughs> It's good. I love the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies. Yeah, so do they. <laughs> yeah. As always, a special thanks to our Patreon associate producers, Leaper182 and Ed Foster. Hope everyone has a great Wednesday, and we'll see you all tomorrow. Bye. Bye.